It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now, we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. It's time for the Sharks Morning Skate with all the latest on San Jose Sharks hockey. Here are your hosts, Dan Rusinowski and Drew Ramenda. It's great to be back with the Morning Skate Show in Winnipeg, Manitoba, as the San Jose Sharks begin the stretch drive of the season, basically, with game number 52 of 82 against the Winnipeg Jets. Drew, what did you do for your summer vacation? Uh, kind of the same thing you did. Uh, we we uh, worked some AHL games, which was fun. Uh, it was it was a joy to, to an honor to be involved in the AHL All Star Game. You did a great job at the Hall of Fame inductions, and so I liked I liked doing that. And then just kind of hung out. And like I said, went to the gym a little bit later than I normally would. Isn't it strange though to have a break like this in the middle of the season? It's kind of like the Olympic break, kinda. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and the thing is, is that you know we got the break for the All Star, and then they get their their break, their bye week back to back and then all of a sudden we're, we're off this long it's going to be very interesting today to see how they come out how they start what they do and they being the sharks we you know come come out with some energy come out being physical have that adrenaline off the bat hopefully it'll start start the game the right way it's going to be that's to me is going to be the most intriguing part of the game and of course the adversity continues as the Sharks announced that Logan Couture, who played 21 minutes in the game in Anaheim, is going to be sidelined for a little bit with the recurrence of some of his symptoms. And Tomas Hurdle elected to have arthroscopic or maybe clean up knee surgery. That apparently happened yesterday and uh, we're going to hear more of a prognosis on how long he's going to be out. Pretty obvious when you have surgery like that, you're going to be out for a little while. So the Sharks are dealing with that uh, same problem, that they can't get their top four centers in the lineup again. Yeah, the hits keep coming, don't they? Um, we thought maybe going into the break that by the time the, the break was over that they'd finally get everybody back. But that's not been the case, and it won't be the case. Now, Mikhail Granlund is back, which uh, his presence has been very much missed. Good to have him back in action. And there are a couple of other guys, too, that are about to be activated. Giovanni Smith has been practicing the last couple of days. We thought maybe he might get activated for tonight, but it looks like uh, Jacob McDonald is going to play on the left wing on that Sharks third line, and he's certainly somebody that can provide some offense. But I'm looking at this, this Winnipeg team, and I'm saying, wow, it's kind of crazy because... You look at how good they are. They're very well coached. They've got a great goaltender. They have solid defense. And they have offensive talent on this team. But their power play is one for their last 21. They're in the same kind of area as the Sharks are. They just picked up Sean Monaghan from Montreal. And he's automatically their leading scorer in power play points. And he's their leading scorer in shorthanded points. This has been an even strength team all year. Yeah, they are They are a five-on-five five team, without a doubt. And it's, it's really kind of interesting when you look at it as far as why isn't this team better on the power play because of the skill level they have uh, five on five and have skill level they have on the power play I think they overall when you when you look at them like David Quinn said it today they're not great in any area in one area or this area or that area but they're good in all areas except on their special teams so you know me 
if you're struggling, simplify. Bringing Monaghan in is going to help on face-offs. Bringing Monaghan in is going to help on, on the power play, getting points and being in front of the net, getting those sloppy goals. Sometimes I think when you watch them, because of their skill level, they try to pass the puck into the net instead of just bearing down, just being simple. So that will be something to watch tonight. How much have they worked on it? Sometimes the best thing to do is just let them work it out. But I think Rick's tried that already. And now they're going to have to try to, you know, that's, they, that's why Kevin Sheveldayoff, the general manager, went and got Monaghan. They want to load up because the, they think they've got a good shot at making a run in the playoffs. But they won't unless they get that power play cooking in the right direction. So Monaghan's going to be a big part of that. But I think now when you watch them tonight, I'm going to be interested to see on their structure entering the zone. Because the Sharks on their penalty kill without Logan, without Tomas, it's, uh, it's going to be a challenge. And it's another game for William Eklund to play center. I know when he was drafted, uh, like Tomas Hurdle before him, like Cole Perfetti on the other side of the ice, these are guys that the organization saw them play a lot as center icemen, and they think that down the line, once they get established in the NHL and get more mature, that they're going to be center icemen. Well, it happened for Tomas Hurdle after a couple of years on Joe Thornton's left wing. Uh, Cole Perfetti now has Sean Monaghan sitting next to him in the dressing room for Winnipeg, very similar to the way that Eklund was sitting right near Tomas Hurdle so they could learn and uh, get to knowledge from each other by osmosis. But uh, that's the way you have to do it when you're developing a player in a league that's not a development league. You have to do it that way. I see that Winnipeg's doing the same thing. But Eklund's going to have to play center here against some pretty big guys on the other side of the ice. And it's going to be a very interesting test. And yet, this was the game against Winnipeg where he started to show some of his moxie in that area when he won a big battle in the corner with Logan Stanley, who's like 6'12 and 970 pounds. And somehow William came out of the corner with the puck and Stanley was looking befuddled. I think that was a big step forward for him. And he has since develop more it's going to be interesting to see how he develops at the center position in the time that he gets my guess is that he'll eventually come back to the wing this year once we get a little healthier in that position but I, I really think that it's it's an interesting time for him I'm not worried about William at all because he tries to make plays he knows that's what his game is he's got to make offensive plays and it doesn't burden him I asked him when he went through that slump or he wasn't scoring and getting any points. I said, does that bother you? And he goes, well, yeah, of course it bothers me, but I'm not worried about it. He said, my job is to do that. I know that's my job, and I just got to try to continue to make plays. And he always talks about playing his game. His game is being an offensive player. I, I love his confidence level. I love the fact that he's he understands his role, and either put him at center or you put him at wing, I'm not concerned about him. I think that he has been one of the really bright spots of the Sharks this year. I totally agree with that. And, you know, his last year in Sweden, when, when the team sent him back there, he was disappointed that he was sent back after looking pretty good in his first nine games as an NHLer. But it was good for him to go back. It was great for him to get AHL experience with John McCarthy's team. And that's sort of been the process for him to get to this point. But still got a long way to go. Yet he talked about that year in Sweden, and he said, you know, he scored only one goal all year, and it was the last goal of the season in the year that his team got relegated to the, the lower division. That's something that can't happen in the NHL, thank God. Yes. But, <laughs> but that experience, I think, he drew upon to say, you just got to put your head down. And, you know, I was listening to Rick Bonus a few weeks ago, and he said, when things aren't going well, that's when you go right back to your structure, and you go straight to it and you stick to it because it's going to get you out of it. William Eklund, on an individual basis, is doing some of the same things, and he's getting results now. 
And I'm a big believer in, in structure. I'm a big believer in, in do what you do and do it well and do it over and over and over again. I'm a big believer in, you know, I, you know how much I love Bruce Lee. You know, I do not fear the man that's practiced 10,000 kicks one time. I fear the man that's practiced one kick 10,000 times. That's how you have to be. And I, I believe in doing things over and over and over again if you want to be great. 10,000 hours, call it whatever you want, but Eklund does that. There are lots of guys in the team that are working on that. You look at guys who you and I have talked about before. Great just doesn't happen. You have to work at it. There's, yeah, you're skilled. Yeah, you've got terrific talent, but you got to work at it to perfect it. We've only got about a minute left in the show, and I'm warning you on that, Drew, because I'm bringing up a subject that might take longer, and that is the recent suspension of Morgan Riley and yeah. the entire incident with Ridley Gregg coming in and taking a slap shot into an empty net and causing all kinds of commotion. I'll give you my very quick view because we have a minute left in the show. My, qu my quick view is... I definitely think that Riley overreacted. I think he should have taken his number if he didn't like it and deal with it a little bit later. Gordy Howe used to take a guy's number and deal with it two years later. <laughs> and the other side of it is I, I was a little disappointed. I didn't think that Sheldon Keefe should have said that it was appropriate to do that. Uh, I, that's just how I feel. What do you think and what are the ramifications of it? 100%. We see LeBron James steal a ball and slam it with 20 seconds left to go with authority. We see a guy spike a ball in the end zone. Use the Michigan. Yeah, yeah, we use the Michigan. We see a team who's up two touchdowns blitz in the fourth quarter with three minutes left and nobody fights anybody. Why you can't take a slap shot? There's a certain way we have etiquette now and I'm putting a puck in the net. Grow up, everybody. Let's get stronger. And with that, we've come to the end of another morning skate show here in Winnipeg. Capo Kakinen will be in the Nets tonight, first of back-to-back -back games. We're on the air at 4 o'clock Pacific time, and we'll see you right there on the Sharks Audio Network. You've been listening to the Sharks Morning Skate. Make sure you're listening all season long to the latest Sharks news and information right here on the San Jose Sharks Audio Network.